This week I'm back recording on the road. You might be wondering what the sounds are in the background. I'm actually in Schiphol Airport, which is in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. And my guest this week on the show is Bianca Calhoun-Lager, who specializes in personal communication. So what's really intriguing, and I always ask my guests if I have the opportunity to share their story, how they found themselves in the business of selling their expertise as a trainer, as a consultant. Bianca found that when she gave keynotes, people were really interested, not just in the content, but how she was so confident in her content, how she expressed herself and made a great impression to the audience. And that, of course, in my experience and in Bianca's experience, often leads to people talking to you afterwards and saying, I love love what you do, and could you perhaps come and work with my company, with our company? So in this week's episode, Bianca is going to talk to you about how to make a great impression, particularly from the stage. You might be giving a keynote at some point in the future, and you'll learn how to own a room, why you should be aware of your body language, why your positivity matters, and how to project that positive presence from the stage. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett-Hayes. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark. It's my pleasure every single Thursday without fail to bring you an episode of the Training Business Podcast. If this is your first time here, it may be possible that it's your first time here. This is the show for people who are self-employed consultants, trainers, coaches, facilitators, people who make a living, a business, a career from packaging up what they know, what they've learned in forms of products, programs, workshops, etc., and making a business from it. If you're not new to this business, if you're not new to this podcast, you'll know by now that we have every single Thursday wonderful guests on the show sharing their experience and key takeaways that will help you with your training business, consulting business journey, wherever you are on that journey. You'll find episodes of the podcast on your podcast platform of choice every Thursday and of course on trainingbusiness.com whether you've come to us today from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple or something else you are welcome. Please subscribe because it takes a couple of seconds, costs you absolutely nothing and of course validates what I do for you and for the audience. Bianca, hi, welcome to the show. Hi Mark, pleasure to be here. So the reason we're having you on is to do a couple of things. I want to find out, first of all, what got you into the, let's call it the expert slash training or consulting business. Um, let's start with that, first of all. What do you do sure. and uh, what got you into this business? So I uh, have a day job. I'm actually a president of a company called Social Intelligence. Um, I run a company that does social media background screening. And uh, along the way, I was recruited, um, essentially, to uh, write or, and, and speak about uh, my experiences as a remote leader, my experiences as a presenter. Um, you know, in my job, I take the stage quite a bit. I, I speak to people on podcasts quite a bit. I do all sorts of um, different sort of PR related things. And, you know, essentially a production company came to me and said, Hey, you know, I think you're pretty good at this. Do you want to, um, 
kind of create some content, some learning content out in the world. And, uh, you know, all that to say, I'm now a LinkedIn learning uh, author and instructor. So a lot of my courses are on LinkedIn learning and yeah. uh, a lot of what I write about and people I interact with are, are based in LinkedIn. So how would you define yourself in terms of uh, your area of expertise? If I say to you, you're an expert in blank, what is that thing for mm -hmm. you? Um, <laughs> a Jacqueline of all trades, a master of none, probably. Um, I think that one of my very key gifts is public speaking and in communication, um, interpersonal relationships and communication. I think it serves me well in business. Um, it's one of the reasons why I'm able to do my job effectively and run teams effectively. Um, and then of course, you know, it's part of my job to go out and you know, shout from the rooftops about what I know and what I love. Um, and so uh, that's really what we've harnessed in terms of my learning content um, is to teach people, you know, what kind of confidence cocktail I talk about, uh, what they need to walk into room. This is a skill that we all need to build, whatever we're doing, not just outside of business, but um, you know, maybe you're going to meet your significant other's family for the first time and you really want to, uh, leave a great impression, uh, at the Thanksgiving table or, or whatever table that you're at. Um, so that's the reason that that skill is so universal. So tell us about the kinds of companies you work with and, and what they get from working with you or hiring you as an expert in your area. Yeah. So, um, a lot of my work is based through my LinkedIn learning courses. And then I do do some consulting and public speaking just, um, outside of that. And what people really always want to know is, uh, based on one of my courses called how to own a room. Mm -hmm. Um, it kind of, uh, you know, really wraps up the essentials of, of the, the cornerstone of the things I talk about a lot, which is, understanding how to prepare um, to be you know uh, an effective person within the room to uh, what I the way I always put it is to get people on your side um, you want to influence ideas and you want to drive your audience towards a shared goal so how do we do that um, there's three components that I talk about a lot which is preparing yourself to do that your presence when you're doing that and your attitude or your positivity while you are doing that Okay. So why don't we look at those first? Um, yeah. What's the first one we'll take? And these are tips, by the way, your tips to our audience today. Uh, yeah. what, what does owning the room mean, first of all? So owning the room is, is essentially, a, you know, a definition that you can make your own. But um, in general, it is about influencing your audience, commanding respect of that audience, um, and driving outcomes towards a shared goal. So what that means is I just, you know, want my significant other's family members to think I'm a good person. Well, I'm sure they probably default to want to think you're a good person. So that's a shared goal. And we can okay. kind of uh, work on some of those things. And in business, you know, some of these goals are a little more obvious, right? I'm in a job interview. I want the job. Um, you know, this is how I'm going to own the room and, and, and drive my audience towards that goal. I think of own the room. Um, and maybe because I'm thinking of a company specifically called own the room, mm -hmm. but Mm. Um, I'm thinking of own the room in terms of what, what listeners would, would feel is the presence that they need to bring to a room, whether it's yep. a remote room or a virtual room like this, or whether it's face-to-face -face, uh, in a training mm -hmm. room or in a workshop or giving mm -hmm. a keynote. Um, what is the mindset that someone has to have when they're a speaker, they're an expert, and they're perhaps unsure of who's in the room and how to literally own the room? What, what does someone have to do, has to do to do that? 
Well, I think it really does start with preparation. You really do need to take some time. Um, sometimes all you get is five minutes. Uh, sometimes you have a couple days ahead of time to know uh, maybe what the meeting's about, what the audience is about, what your presentation is about. Um, but whatever that time period that you can set aside, make it a priority. Make it a priority to visualize and and really consider, well, okay, if you don't really know a lot about the audience, what is your best guess? You know, what what is something that you think you can go off of towards what you think the people in this room are interested in hearing about? You're gonna lose your audience extremely quickly. If you are talking about things or in a way uh, of things that they're just simply not interested in, um, everybody's personality is different. Um, some people are a little more soft spoken, and that resonates with folks. Some people have, like myself, much more energy and, and talk about talk, you know, talk a lot, talk really quickly. Um, and so, don't worry so much about that stuff, but focus on your content. You know, focus on what the things that you are an expert in, the things that make you feel confident talking about. Um, and that confidence will shine through um, mixed with, of course, understanding, you know, where your audience is coming from, what they might be interested in. Um, that alone is just a really good recipe for, you know, really half the battle is, is having that ownership and walking in that room and saying, hey, you know, I know what I'm talking about. I know what my goals are here. Um, and let's give it a go. In my mind, um, if I can reflect on that, Bianca, owning okay. a room suggests that you are um, taking ownership of of what happens in, in that room. You're mm -hmm. someone is not afraid to project their presence and also mm -hmm. their their style. Um, mm -hmm. I know I, I can think of times when I've been at the head of a room and someone looks at me and I've come across as I've come across meekly, and mm -hmm. I lose control. So owning a room, to my mind, almost suggests ownership, but also having that confidence and presence, irrespective of whether the people in the room are senior to you or whether they're peers. We're not looking down on people, but we're looking um, at people in the eye. The second thing is you say, what does your presence need to communicate? What does that mean, mm -hmm. your, your presence? And how do I mm -hmm. communicate through presence to an audience, again, of clients? Again, thinking of, of people listening to this who are trainers, consultants, um, what, what does their presence need to communicate to an audience? Yeah, so I also I often sum it up as it's it's what you say, how you say it, and uh, what you look like while you're while you're speaking, right? Okay. Um, and so a lot of those components are um, practicing. You know, having having good practice, and this is kind of part of the preparation piece, but it bleeds into your presence. You really can't ever have that good presence without practicing um, how you're going to come across that way. So when I talk about how you speak, it's literally the tone of your voice, um, the inflections of the part of your sentences that you're saying. And these are things that you can practice so that you do sound, you end a sentence um, not with uh, sounding like, I'm asking a question, I'm not sure about what I'm saying, but rather than I know what I'm saying yeah. and, and have a little bit more definitive tone to your voice. Um, it bleeds into what people call executive presence, um, but it really comes down to, again, having kind of that confidence and authority in your voice. And this is stuff that you can train for. This is stuff that you can practice. There are actual, you know, um, technical ways. Again, you can adjust the inflection of your voice. Um, body language goes into a part of it. Uh, having good posture, the way that you're sitting, the way that you're presenting yourself, eye contact. Um, and then, you know, lastly, 
I talk about style and, and kind of what you look like, but it's not necessarily what um, some of the traditional advice is in terms of, um, you know, be really polished and things like that. Um, number one component of your presence being really strong is that you're comfortable. If you feel like yourself, and if you feel like an authentic version of yourself, well then, and 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 the one that you want to present in your best version of yourself, then that is going to give you a leg up in your presence. Now, um, y- you have to dress appropriately for your audience. So if it is a business setting, um, you do want to feel like your best self is probably in some sort of business attire. However, I've made the mistake, and who hasn't, of being overdressed for things. Yeah. You know, an example in one of my courses is, um, I was, I was, uh, teaching a class of 13 year old girls and I came in all polished and, you know, business suited up. These girls are like, who is this person? You know, I lost my audience right then and there just in being like, so, um, authoritative and different than them. Um, the next day when I came and tried again, you know, I came into my jeans and a t-shirt and it was a different, um, it was a different feeling and different energy in the room. So it can really set the tone in terms of how you dress, feeling comfortable and making sure that you're kind of meeting uh, where your audience is at and what their Mm. expectations might be. You mentioned executive presence. Let's define that briefly. What exactly is executive presence? Yeah, people define it so many different ways and, and so many different things. But essentially, it's how you think about how to convey authority and how to um, convey leadership in terms of your energy, your attitude, um, and your articulation, the way that you speak. So um, you, when you think about executive presence, you kind of automatically, I think, picture maybe like a CEO in the room that yeah. kind of has this this uh, maybe stern, you know, authority. And certainly, you know, that is one way to leverage executive presence. To me, executive presence really also just means that you have uh, the presence in mind to be focused on the conversation, be attuned to what your audience is, and to be present yourself in a way that you are going to command respect in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of ways to command attention. Um, we see that played out on social media all the time, right? In a way that to say, hey, I'm going to atta- command attention here. Um, but commanding respect is very different. Um, respect means that you are actively listening. Respect also means that you are careful with, um, you know, uh, speaking a- a- as intelligently as possible, um, passionately, certainly, but, uh, you know, you're not uh, creating offense or you're not kind of being flippant about what you're saying to your audience. Um, I think people really resonate when uh, somebody is respectful of uh, who they are, you know, what they are, and they're taking the conversation seriously. So um, those are all elements that I think executive presence, anybody can, can show executive presence. Maybe you're in the room with that CEO. Well, you yourself, you might be kind of new to the company or someone who feels like they're, you know, uh, in a different place in their career than that CEO. Uh, you can exude that same executive presence and confidence, and I guarantee that will impress that CEO. Number three today is then why positivity matters. Now, I, I guess when work in an audience or, or with people who are uh, paying us for their time or our mm-hmm. time, um, we want to come across as knowledgeable, respectful, as you've just said, and mm-hmm. also optimistic, positive. Why does positivity mm-hmm. matter, though? It matters for yourself um, as much as it matters for your audience. So one thing you have to believe before you take that stage, before you enter that room, 
is that it's going to go well. You have to believe that we are going to have a positive outcome here and that the audience wants to be on your side. Um, Going in there with an attitude like everybody's going to think I'm dumb. uh, This isn't going to work out the way that I am. We all have those fears. So it's really about checking those fears and checking yourself to say, hey, you know, that is uh, probably an irrational fear and that's not the way that this works in reality. As a matter of fact, what I find is most audiences are rooting for you. We have all been in a situation where you are listening to somebody speak. And even when they're fumbling, you're kind of rooting for them to pull it together, right? You, 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 you want um, it to be comfortable. You want to learn something. And so having the positivity of mind to say, that's what they want out of this. And that's the outcome that is going to be. Now, you know, are there going to be mistakes? Is there going to be fear? Absolutely. But positivity is also about, you know, accepting those parts of speaking, those parts of nervousness and using it to your advantage to harness some energy um, into the room and even address it. Perhaps it's simple to say, Hey you guys, I'm pretty nervous today. Thank you all so much for being a part of this. I know we're going to have a great day today and, uh, let's go for it. So, um, being really honest about, uh, how you feel with your, uh, with your audience is also, you know, really disarming. So there's lots of ways to use positivity to your advantage, um, to overcome fear, um, and to, again, just kind of drive that shared goal and that shared energy in the room into the outcome that you prefer. So in summary, um, prepare to own your room or own the room. Um, your presence needs to communicate expertise and respect, as you said, quite rightfully. Yes. And thirdly, positivity matters. It's okay to be nervous, but it's important to feel confident and to engage people in helping you to create that positive atmosphere in your workshop, in your keynote, etc. Alice, uh, where can people find out more about you than Bianca? Which uh, web address online, which... Um, have you a blog or any particular direction you'd like to put people? And yeah, the best place to find me is LinkedIn. So it's just backslash Bianca Calhoun Logger. Um, I also have an Instagram, Fundamentals at Work, where I share okay. tips and tricks and a monthly newsletter in terms of kind of how to really break down these broader ideas of how to communicate really well at work and have a have great presence um, in a monthly LinkedIn newsletter. And then, of course, some some fun stuff on Instagram here and there. So Fundamentals at Work. Final question for you. What's what's happening with your brand in the next year or two? Have you new courses coming up or uh, are you doing any more yes. writing? What, what's happening? Yes. Um, consistently trying to pick up the writing. And I have, so I'm working on two new courses, uh, sort of titles TBD, but um, one of them is going to be on uh, networking. And the other one is going to be about conflict resolution with your manager. Oh, right. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye out for those. And if I can find them in the future, I'll pop them onto the show notes for this week's episode. Bianca, thank you so much for being my guest on the show. Thank you, Mark. Really appreciate it. Please forgive the noise again this week. As I explained to you at the top of the recording, I'm actually traveling. So I'm recording this intro and outro from Schiphol Airport, uh, which is in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. So that's it for this week. Thank you for your time. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Please come back again. There will be another episode next Thursday on your podcast platform of choice without fail. If you've got suggestions for the show, please drop me a line. My email address is mark 
at trainingbusiness.com. Please tell other people about the show because this helps to validate the show and of course spread the word. And if you've got suggestions, I'd love to hear from you. If you've got time, please subscribe to the show because this of course means the world to me. Until next Thursday, keep selling, keep training, keep going. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.